podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Cheryl Smith writing and rewriting history first ever national title for Texas Tech. Jonathan Garibay, the boot is away. And it's gone. Welcome one, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And guess what, everyone? The Texas Tech Raiders are 2-0. and oh. That is right. We are 2-0. and oh. An exciting, exhilarating, frustrating, nerve-wracking, whatever you want to call that double overtime thriller that we watched on Saturday. Uh, but Texas Tech did get the W. Um, we did get the W and with that to talk about the W and Mr. Optimus, as he always is, I bring on the people's champ. That is Jeremy Gillen. What's up, Jeremy? We got the dub, Albie. We got the dub and we've gotten the dub for the past, uh, five games. We're on a five game winning streak against Houston. They cannot for the life of them, uh, win a football game against Texas tech and even Texas tech cannot give them a football game. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It, it, <laughs> you know, so we're two and oh. And so that's, uh, is it good? You know, what's funny. We, we were joking about the Mike Leach curse last year. Um, you know, one thing that's gone a positive direction is beating Houston. Like we have not lost to Houston since Mike Leach left. Mike Leach <laughs> made that terrible call in 2009, um, which I was there for and got ridiculed at, at the, uh, at the old Robertson stadium of, um, going for it against, and then Case Keenum won the game for them. And since that decision, Tech has not lost to Houston. So that's, that's the flip side of the, uh, uh that's one positive from the Mike Leach firing. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, that game was a wild and wacky game. And then I'm a Texans fan. So the Sunday game felt like the same thing again, uh, which was not fun for me but um so jeremy i mean let's let's kind of walk into it let's let's go through it uh so first quarter happens tech decent drive right uh donovan smith continues his streak of points at the end of drives gets the first drive of the game field goal it looks good offense is humming houston gets the ball um and houston gets the ball the, the defense gets the ball back right back to tech but the problem is is that houston can't stop shooting themselves in the foot. Right? They forced a, a three and out from, from Tech side. Then they get a roughing the punter, which gives the ball back. Then they're about to get the ball back again, but they get like a, a, a DPI. And, and it's just, or no, sorry, it was a, or I think it was a roughing the passer. And then just time and time again, Houston kept shooting themselves in the foot. And that just was great things for Tech. And though Tech wasn't able to capitalize always, one thing that was able to happen is they were able to flip the field a little bit, gain that field that field advantage until Nehemiah, Nehemiah Martinez broke free for a great touchdown run in the second quarter to give Tech the first lead of the game, 10-3. to um, And then Miles Price with another big gain and make it 17-3 at halftime. Talk a little bit about that first half and your emotions going through both the first and second quarter. Yeah, man, I think that... Um... You know, the first quarter was relatively uneventful, but as a Texas Tech fan, you had to feel good about it because, you know, the big thing for, I think for, you know, the big thing for Tech fans is that Houston didn't come away with any points in that first quarter. And you you came away with three and you will take that every day of the week. I mean, you want more points, obviously, and there was kind of a stuttering. So I think something that we can kind of dive into is the Wes Kitley's um, program for this game. But Defense, man. Defense, defense, defense. This was a, a great game against a very good Houston offense um, that is equipped to get points. And yet, um, our defense made it very difficult for them to do so. Um, 
and like we were saying, you know, it's just this uh, Houston can't find a win against Tech. The roughing the punter thing, I thought for a second that they had gotten away with that. And I thought that was ridiculous because if a punter ever ends up on the ground, that's always a flag. <laughs> that's always a flag. Um, and then, you know, later down in that drive, you know, we once again uh, kind of sputtering, picking some bad plays. And it's I'm just tweeting. I'm like, please just take a shot down the field. And we do. And so you, th- you said uh, roughing the passer. It was actually the defensive pass interference on that one um, because he, uh, Donovan had thrown it deep to. Uh, fungi i think and uh the the cornerback the was just not ready for that you know they had been um oh i what i had tweeted was you know we were throwing so we had such a short game in the first quarter it was like nothing more than five yards it felt like um and i was like what are we doing trying to lull houston into his sleep and sure enough we take a shot downfield and they get sucked into a defensive pass interference which ends up extending the that drive um but yeah and then second quarter opens up a guy that we have kind of talked about very peripherally, but not had to talk about very Nehemiah Martinez uh, coming out of the uh, coming out and just massive forty three yard reception uh, down for a a touchdown uh, first of his career, fantastic. And then you have Miles Price co- uh, coming out and getting that um, deep pass from Donovan Smith that yeah. looked really crisp. And both both of those were half of the job was Donovan Smith getting to them, but the other half was just incredible. You know, wide receiver play like Nehemiah Martinez kind of caught the ball, was about to get tackled, but like did that little "Ah, get off me, right? Did the get off me, and that propelled him to the touchdown. Miles Price got helped out by uh, a Houston defender blocking his own defenders, yeah, (laughs) and then just and and he exploded up the sideline there. And so it's it's both of those were big plays that we needed. Um, I I do want to talk. You talked a little bit about the defense, the the tech defense there. So I want to give you this was the Houston first half drives. Uh, three plays and a punt, three plays and a fumble, seven plays and a punt, seven plays and a field goal, five plays and a punt, six plays and, and turnover on downs, and then two plays the end of half. That was their first half. Great, great, great defensive performance. Um, we got on the secondary last week about how they played against Murray State. The secondary is fantastic in this game. Especially when you're going up against Tank Dell, Nathaniel Tank Dell from Houston is one of the best offensive skill players we're going to play all season, right? Like, and you don't usually say that when you're going up against a group of five player, but Tank Dell's that good. Like, he's a beast, and he's one of the best players you're going to play all season. And he had a couple times during the game where he got busy, but did a great job of of really keeping him at bay for the most part. Um, I mean, you know, you look at the stat line, you're like, well, he had 120 yards. How did how did you keep him at bay? Not trust me. You watch this game, you only got busy a few times. Like, Tech, our secondary did a great job of keeping him contained, especially in that first half. And, man... Heisman hopeful Clayton Tune, like the Fox yeah, announcers is. were saying, uh, <laughs> struggled, struggled mightily in the first half. For a large, large part of that first half was, uh, had a, uh, completion pass or completion percentage less than 50%. I mean, he, he had to feel like there were just ghosts everywhere because there was always a hand in his face. There was always somebody up the middle. There was always a, a secondary guy deflecting the ball. There was Malik Dunlap. There was, there was, uh, Rayshad Williams. There was Dajan Taylor Demerson had a really good Good game in this game too and then probably in my opinion and we'll get to players of the game later but reggie pearson was incredible in the secondary as well so that first half just absolutely silenced them yeah i think you've really got to give credit to deruder for really drawing up a very clayton tune specific defensive scheme uh and what i mean by that is that he brought the house a lot um 
I think one of the things that uh, DeRoy recogni- recognizes that, you know, when Toon has time, um, he can make it happen. And also he can extend plays with his legs, obviously, uh, which Houston fans really do appreciate and which will serve service them for the rest of their time, especially through conference. But, you know, one of the things that we saw... Uh, muddy waters in the backfield a lot off of these uh, off of these delayed blitz schemes and tune you know this this rush is still prominent like our defensive line is tremendous but you know still getting some time and then here comes muddy waters and all of a sudden tune is running for his life right because uh it's not just i mean you know tyree wilson that's the boy's got some speed too but it's not just you know these guys you have this skilled very agile defensive back hunting you down um, and tune certainly not comfortable at all in that first half uh, loved it loved the way that our defensive line got pressure um, you know Houston's offensive line is something that you know kind of like ours not really sure how they're going to be um, they have highs they have a good ceiling but you know what's going to happen and I think our defensive line just played exceptionally well getting pressure and not allowing tune to get comfortable in the first half so that was, that was the first half. Tech up 17-3. to three. We're all feeling good because we took Houston's best shot. Like, Houston punched us in the mouth both on off on def, on for from them defensively and tried to punch us in the mouth offensively, but to no avail. And so we took Houston's – one of Houston's best shots in the first half, and we're up two touchdowns. Like, I felt really good about this team at halftime. Then the second half happened. Um, so let's talk about the second half a little bit. So – uh, first things first, Houston comes out, has a night as a quick four play touchdown. Like the, the tank Dell goes crazy. Six, three yards down the line, gets them in a goal, gets them on the, to the four yard line. They score a touchdown from Brandon Campbell pretty quickly. And it's 17 to 10. We knew that in, in, in my mind, figured that was going to happen. Houston was going to come out with aggression. Um, problem offensively is now it's those big plays ain't so big anymore. Donovan Smith started to struggle, a couple punts, a couple turnovers on downs, and then the intercept, and then the turnover started happening. We had a, uh, an interception, then a pick six, then a missed field goal, and then the wheels are really starting to fall off here, and it is becoming a thing. That pick six, absolutely huge, um, tied the game up. You know, just tied, tied the game up there when we, when, even though we were, Struggling on offense, we still had control of the game until that pick six happened. And then it's like, what the hell is going on? Then another interception by Donovan Smith where he just chunks it down into double coverage. Loic Fungi's on an island by himself. It gets picked, returned uh, deep down, and it just seems like there was nothing Tech can do right. Oh, not to mention that we had a couple missed field goals in the, in the, in the span of all that, too. It was just, it's, you know, talk about just that th- third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter where everything, just nothing could go right for Texas Tech. Yeah, man, you want to talk about getting punched in the mouth. That that first, right out of the half, you got all the momentum. Um, Houston settles in. They had deep shot to Dell, and he 60, 60 plus yards for a reception off the first out of the half. That just, that sucks. Um, that's really hard to, that, that immediate punch in the mouth, and they capitalize on it, right? Tech defense is a little bit gassed from that. Uh, that play, and then suddenly they get touchdown, and then all of a sudden, you know, then it's a one possession game, no longer a two possession. Now, Houston did the same thing last week when they played UTSA. They were down fourteen points, and they came out strong in the second half, and uh, they had good adjustments. Right, so this is where this is where the questions start to arise. Um, you know, we get that it's like okay, ten to seventeen. You know what? Let's let's do it, and um, struggle the rest of the third quarter. You get nothing, kind of like that first quarter. Um, 
one team gets a little bit of points, and then it's silence. It's just a back-and-forth tug-of-war. The fourth quarter, man, opening it up with that um, that pick six, that was probably one of the most difficult things as a Texas Tech fan to see because you look at it and you think, dang, Donovan Smith sucks. Like, why did he choose that pass? Um, let's put, let's, 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 I'm going to stop right there. We had an injury earlier on the game. Weston Wright on the offensive line uh, went down. What was that, second quarter? And, uh, yeah, uh, on the left side, and the left side was already having a tough enough time um, with, uh, what's his name? Um, well, Cole Spencer went out, but for uh, Houston, the, their edge rusher. Uh, oh, uh, taking care of, uh, oh, she's. <laughs> I don't know how we were forgetting this. Derek Parrish, goodness gracious, Derek Parrish. Parrish. Was, all right, let me say something. Derek Parrish, Parrish was amazing. All right, I know Tyree Wilson is the main guy that we were talking about when it comes to D lineman in general, right? Because he's going to be play on Sundays and he's incredible. But Derek Parrish, he came out there and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make a name for myself. I'm on Fox Sports One, national TV. I'm in Lubbock. Let's get busy, baby." Derek Parrish was a man among boys. I tell you, and he, and he got busy, man, so busy. And so Cole Spencer out for you know out. We've got Caleb Rogers stepping in, uh, and guess what? He can't defend Parrish for his life. Like Parrish is working, like, waxing <laughs> Yo, him every yeah, play. Caleb Rogers was on an island. Like he was, he was so. He's like, please help me, help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, really sometimes struggled. you have Weston Wright scooting out there and like helping out. Like if uh, Parrish tries to pull a spinny and come back to the inside, oh, Weston Wright's there. But Weston Wright goes out, and all of a sudden it's like, wait, <laughs> that crack has now become a a crevice, and it's we have a giant kink in the armor. And so you'll see for the rest of the game, Donovan Smith uh, running for his life. Out to the right. He's always pulling out to the right because who is coming on the left? It's Parrish. So, like, the whole game plan has to change. Um, so we open up. We we come out in the fourth quarter, and you haven't scored any points in a hot minute. Um, for Zach Kitley, that's got to be a huge red flag. Um, you know, you were, you were one of the most prolific offensive. You are the pro, most prolific offense in the nation last year. And now you're having a trouble, you know, you're having trouble scoring. Now it's a different, you know, different playing field, different everything. But you, you, if you're Zach Kittley, you don't want to go a quarter without any points. And so um, what I'm imagining is that Kittley and Smith are saying, okay, you our, our window to pass the ball has decreased dramatically. Uh, the reads... They got to either become quicker, or you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cut them out. Um, so what happens is that if you're a quarterback and you're being pressured the whole time and you're being told to get the ball out quick, you go to your first read. Now the re uh, he was passing to was it Price I think. Yeah, yeah. He hit that. He tried to hit that slant or the seam or whatever it was gonna be really quickly. Uh, but here's the thing uh, on the off. So we have Zach Kitley, and I, I think one of the things that we need to talk about or just acknowledge is on the other side. Houston has their own Zach Kitley, but he's defensive-minded. His name's Doug Belk. He is kind of on the same trajectory, same trajectory as Kitley is. That guy is defensive mastermind. Last year, um, I mean, uh, 19th in points allowed per game and um, only allowed 194 yards through the air. 18th in the nation. Um, they were ranked eighth nationally for having like a 50% completion for opposing quarterbacks. 
Belk understands when a quarterback is flustered and how to capitalize on it. That pick six is as much as, uh, you know, Donovan Smith and Kitley's error as it is Belk's excellence in defensive coordination. He was just telling his defensive backs, man, hey, they're not going to go through the reads. Jump the receiver. Sit on like, jump it. that yeah, pass. Yeah, sit on it. Yeah. And it was that pass was going to Miles Price. You're all right about that. But no, you're right. It, it was, it was absolutely, I know a lot of people are like, oh man, Donovan Smith, what are you doing? Like, is. They're sitting on it because they, Weston Wright's hurt, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I actually think, and a lot, I noticed not a lot of people are talking about Weston Wright's injury, but I'll get to that here in a little bit. But they were like, hey, sit on the routes. He's going through the first guy. The second he sees somebody, he's throwing it to him. So sit on it, and you'll be able to get it. And that's exactly what Jace Rogers did, right? Jace Rogers just saw, okay, are you going to Miles Price right here? Bet, I got you. Came up, got the interception, ran, ran into the house. And, and, and then the same thing happened later on where Donovan Smith threw a jump ball out to Loic Fungi. Again, it looked like he wasn't planning on going anywhere else. And I don't know if that's, he definitely made the decision before the play started. I'm passing here to this person. And it went, and I don't know if that's Donovan Smith making the decision or if it's Zach Kelly making the decision, but there was no reads. There was no progression. It was from the beginning of the snap. I am passing this ball. And it was on both of the, on really all three of the interceptions was that idea of I'm going to do this before the plays even snap. And I'm not a big fan of that at all. Right now, it's one thing if you notice, you say, okay, well, Miles Price has an advantage here. I know I can get him here. I, you know, you're reading the defense a little bit. That's not what happened. Jace Rogers didn't have to go anywhere. <laughs> like Jace Rogers just sat and got the interception. So that's that's definitely something that's a little bit worrisome, especially after like Reggie Pearson just did an incredible interception the drive before to get the momentum back on tech side, right? Did a great job, did a great job of pressuring tune, forcing him into an interception to get the to get it back on your side and just kind of give it up and give all like Houston has all the momentum at that point. Uh they're talking about the Western right injury. Not enough people, I think, were talking about that injury. I, I think the game flipped on its head when Weston Wright got hurt, right? Weston Wright, in my opinion, and I've been consistent with this, I think is the best alignment we have at Tech. Uh, and funny enough, I think Cole Spencer might be the second best, and now they're both out for the season. <laughs> or, or, I don't know how long, no, I don't know how bad Wright's injury is, uh, but Spencer is out for the season. Um, but they were both out for the game. And the second Wright went out, and the O-line was already struggling to keep Houston defenders at bay. When Wright went out, it was a free-for-all. It was a free, it was the gates of uh, uh, the gates were opened, the levee broke, right? And everybody was able to rush in. Uh, I think Parrish had three of his four sacks in the second half. Like it was, it was tough. And Donovan Smith struggled, man. When the, when the pressure was in his face, he definitely struggled. And some of his throws were a little wary and, and some of the play call. And with that, because of that, we, the run game wasn't there anymore. The run game was had some success in the first half, was gone, really gone in the second, right? We weren't able to get anything going and, and Houston was able to absolutely take absolute control of it to the point where you're going in after that pick six. Like I said, they have all the momentum. You, you, you know, you get the ball back. You have a nice drive after that pick six. Miss Phil goal. <laughs> Miss Phil goal. Then you get the ball back, right? Interception. That that long interception I'm talking about happens. Houston gets the ball. They kick a field goal. And I'm going to lie to you, 20 to 17, it, it, it didn't feel good. It felt toast. It felt toast. Um, only 30 second, 37 seconds left to go in the game. Right, you and also with that interception, mind you. Sorry, before I give hand the ball back off to you, Jeremy. But when that interception happened to Loic Fungi, the idea was okay. We got three and a half minutes left to go, baby. Donovan, go win this for us. Go win it. Go do it. And and then he got sacked by who else? But Derek Parrish. 
putting him into a second and 17 to a third and 17 chunks the ball up. Um, which I think I know some, some minds feel like a, a large deep ball on a third down. Isn't that big of a deal? Cause like a punt problem with that is very easy to return. <laughs> so and that's what happened. They returned the ball. Um, they returned the ball all the way to the tech 21 easy and defense did a great job of holding him to a field goal, easy field goal for Houston, but they gave us some time, 37 seconds left. Jeremy, did you have any belief that Tech was going to be able to get in field goal range in 37 seconds? <laughs> Man, honestly, so when when they had gotten the interception and brought it back, and I had, like, so stuff like that happens, and it's just, like, that's that's crazy, and I, I can't really focus on what's going on. And so, like, when I refocused, right, when, it went, when he finally went down, I refocused, and I saw that they were at the 20, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. This game's over. <laughs> um, but defense doing an incredible job. Again, Clayton Toon, Houston's offense is not going to slouch at. Defense said, you know what? We're going to make you work for it. And they ended up only getting a field goal. It was when they held them to a field goal and there was like whatever X amount of, you know, how many seconds left? There was 37 seconds. 37 seconds. I thought, you know, <laughs> this game has been so ridiculous so far. How crazy would it be? Um, but I did not feel like we could do it because because it was just we, the game plan that we had was not effective. Like we were incapable of playing to Donovan Smith's strengths. It's, it felt like we just got punched in the mouth uh, again and again, and we we were refusing to answer. Um, but we did. So this is where I, a lot of the Donovan Smith sucks people aren't going to like me here. This is where I, I am here because um, – so I'll just say this. I think a lot of blame has to go to Zach Kelly. I, I did not like the play calling in the second half at all. I didn't like it at all. I didn't, I, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything uh, that Zach Kelly is yada, yada, yada. I'm not saying anything about him. Again, he was my number one pick for the OC. I still believe in Zach Kelly. Did not like the play calling in the second half at all. I think the trick plays don't like him when you're, when you're driving. You, you gotta stop. Like we saw Kingsbury do that a lot. We saw Cumbie even do that a lot. Like those can be drive killers when you're trying to, when you're trying to pump the drive up. Didn't like those. Um, like I, I'm not a huge fan of, of all this batting and like, I just move the ball down the field when you can. And so I wasn't a big fan of the, of the play calls in the second half, right? But Donovan Smith, this is his resilience. I give him this credit because he struggled in the second half. But down three, 37 seconds left, first play out the gate, 27-yard run to get into Houston territory. First play out the gate, 27-yard run. And then all of a sudden it goes from about to take this L back to the house to (laughs) hold on. Hold on a second. We got a shot. Then a couple plays later, strike to Fungi. Gets out of bounds. We have a shot. Then then the next play, strike to Duran Bradley. Get out of bounds. Oh, my God, we have a real (laughs) shot. And then Trey Wolf, and here's the thing. So they they, they lined it up to get get in the middle of the field. And in my head, I'm like, no, what are you doing? Trey Wolf can't hit anything. (laughs) He's already missed a field goal. Garibay's gone. No, no, no field goals. Trey Wolf says, shut up, Albie, I got this. 47 yard field goal down the middle. We go to overtime. Um, and, and how are you feeling going in the head in overtime? You feel like we have the momentum. I, I, I personally didn't feel, I felt like it was zero, zero, no momentum anywhere. Let's see who wins the game in overtime. Yeah. So let me actually back up half a second and just talk about why that, uh, just my expression on why that drive was so fantastic. Um, Donovan Smith, and again, the Donovan Smith hate 
these fans, y'all are wild. Um, early in the game, I think, yes, it is a Zach Kitley issue in as much as he watched the UTSA game and he said, dang, a mobile quarterback, Houston can't deal with it. And so we had a lot more quarterback-specific runs. And it was just like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, nope, not a fan of it. Nope. Not a fan nope. of it. Not, yeah. with your, not not that many with your starter. And also, here's another thing. Let's, let me tell you something. Guys, I get it. Donovan Smith, he's big and black. I get that. He's not that great of a runner. <laughs> he's not that great of a runner. Like, he's a good runner. He's a nifty. He reminds me yeah. of, of Patty Cakes. He reminds me of Mahomes a little bit. Yeah. Because Mahomes was a decent, shifty runner. But, like, Mahomes ran like a 4-9. Four, like, a four nine. like he's, not fa- he was not, he's not fast. Or like I think he even ran like a 5-2. Like, he's not, he's not a fast guy. That's what Donovan Smith's same thing. Like, actually, the more athletic quarterback is on the bench is Baron Morton. I get it because he's a white guy. You're like, ah, he can't be more athletic than Donovan. He kind of is. But anyways, <laughs> go ahead with your point. So, yeah, conversation for Pigment. Um, yeah. So uh, so the thing is that, like, Kitley was uh, – at the beginning, Kitley said this is what's going to work because Houston suffered against it. But Houston recognized, you know – they recognized where they were wrong, and so they adjusted. Uh, Doug Belk was like, hey, they got a mobile quarterback. Let's fix that. And so they fixed it. Um, so this Kitley-Belk tug-of-war thing was just insane. Um, so opening up this, and so the 37 seconds left, you're like, oh, my God, we're screwed. Um, because, one, we know that Donovan Smith operates off of momentum in the past, right? So, like, the more momentum Smith gets, the more dangerous he is, right? That swagger you cannot beat. Um Oklahoma State beat it last year, and what happened? It just wrecked Smith and wrecked this offense, and we had a really tough time. Um, this was this was this was such a maturation point for Donovan Smith. And let me be clear that like you cannot overlook how how good Donovan Smith was for sticking with it and being confident. Um, we call it, it's a run play, or excuse me, it's a it's a pass play to open up that fourth. And Donovan says, you know what? I know that they've been stuffing me, but I've got so much green over there. And he makes the smart choice instead of forcing the pass, says, you know what? I know what to do. Run, get out of bounds. And then following that up with beautiful passes to Fungi and Bradley, those out routes, those those comebacks and out routes, bread and butter. Those have to be bread and butter. And they are because in Bradley and Fungi, you have some of the best receivers on this team um, for those plays specifically too. Uh, And so... Donovan Smith, despite the sacks late in the game, despite the loss of momentum, despite the inability to get points, get any kind of like your defense is probably come on, Donovan, like we are giving you this game like we are we are doing everything to get this to you. And yet like sputter, 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 sputter. You, you're needed for not a two minute drill here. It's not even a one minute drill. It is a 37 second drill. And Donovan Smith and Zach Kitley step in and say, you know what? We're going to make it happen. Uh, and I know that some people are like, why did you just take a shot downfield? Why did you know you had time? Take a shot. You know what? I respect the conservatism here because what happens if you take a shot and it gets intercepted? Oh, all of a sudden you're that. so pissed off. Yeah, we, we, we tried, tried it. it. <laughs> we tried to take a shot. It didn't work. It didn't work. So he said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play for overtime. And then we'll just, like I said, at that point for me, Albie, 0-0, zero, zero, let's just start this thing over with a little bit of attrition and see what happens. Well, U of A started it over. Five plays, touchdown. Just like yeah. that to start <laughs> overtime. They're, they're like, hey, I got it. No problem. Five plays, touchdown. But text defense, six, six plays, touchdown. We went right back. And I, I started feeling, okay, we're getting somewhere now. We're running. We are, And actually, you started it off. Um, and I, I say six plays touchdown. It wasn't that simple. Uh, he started off. He, he, he Donovan Smith bad that QB run, bad run. Uh, then sacked on third and fourteen. It's fourth and twenty. 
the game is over. Let's go home. I'm sh- I'm positive. People were like, yep, well, Sally, go ahead and pack it up. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to the truck. Let's try to beat all this traffic. Fourth <laughs> and 20. Ain't no way, Sally. I'm sorry. All right. Bobby Joe, you sure you see your butt down here and watch this fourth and 20? And sure enough, in the fourth and 20, Bobby Joe and Sally were happy they stayed because Donovan Smith, first of all, I'll say this. Houston defense, that was awful. <laughs> you played so great. You played so great for a half and a, for all game. I, I rewatched that play about 50 million times. And I'm just like, actually, he passed it to Duran Bradley, who ran up, scurried up for 21 yards, get the first down. Um, I think Fungi was open too and could have done the same thing. Like they besagged off so much because they were like, oh, we can't give up this 20 yards that they gave up the 20 yards like three separate times. Like it was all in for, it was, you know, it's funny when I, when I played football, my, my DC used to always say like, they're the line to gain. Nobody should be behind that line to gain. Like everybody should be right there and making sure that you keep everything in front of you and get the tackle before the line to gain. Right. Um, he's talking mostly in prevent situations. So nobody was ever in the end zone, but same thing. Almost every, uh, they rushed three, almost every defender was beyond that, like 15, 20 yards. And it was just a pitching catch. So it wasn't even, and it happened so quickly that I almost missed it. I'm like, wait, this wasn't okay. Because we tech didn't call timeout, tech didn't do the whole like, let's make this long and dragged out thing. Went right back to it, fourth and 20, hit the hit Bradley for 21 yards. Okay, great job. Todd Brooks, run this real quick <laughs> before before Houston even realized that the game's still going on. <laughs> Houston defenders were like, wait, hold on, wait, they, they converted that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it was 4th and 20. The game, the game can't be so on. What's going on here? And it was incredible. So he scored a touchdown. Um, and I think that momentum carried over to the next drive because the defense held Houston to a field goal. And just like that, and now this one is seamless. Tech goes, drives through. Nice pass to Miles Price, or uh, uh, run by Sir Roderick Tom, or sorry, pass to Sir Roderick Thompson, pass to Miles Price, and then Donovan Smith, a little foreshadowing from uh, from before, gets the ball, looks around, says, I don't need to pass it. I got this. Scurries up for a touchdown, wins the game, poses, you know what I'm saying? And then the and then the youths rush the field. It was a great pose. The youth the youths rush the field. Um, All right, probably gets into his grumpiness. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's talk about off. Let's talk about overtime. Uh, that first, that first series was no slouch for Houston either, right? I mean, we 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 between penalties, which I cannot. Houston is so much like Texas Tech in so many ways, man. Um, but the penalties, right, and the mistakes, and suddenly it's second and twenty-one. And uh, for me, I was like, dude, we're gonna hold him to a field goal right here. But then Tank Dell, uh, easy, bad, deep, bad, you know, bad look on the defense. Tank Dell gets it and then runs, you know, 19 yards and whatever. And so they get that. The thing for the next series, uh, like you said, um, quarterback run, designed quarterback run, excuse me. First play, what are you doing? Okay, womp. We it, it, lost, lost of four yards right there. Um, kind of an ill-advised uh, pass situation. The next one, incomplete. And now all of a sudden, you know, we're, 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 and so that prevent defense thing, man, that has plagued us for the past couple of years. It shocked me that Bell called that and they, they ran out there and like, you know what? Just don't let them pass. Uh, we'll be good. What are you talking about? Like, that is always the worst thing to do. That, unless it is a Hail Mary and you have to go for the distance for a touchdown, don't run prevent. 
You have you have one of the best sack av, and you're gonna tell me ah, we'll just rush three. No, you you messed up. Um, so the big thing there after the big game, we welcomed back the running backs. The, the the once absent running backs for the past quarter and a half. I'm like you know what, Taj? I know you're pretty. I, I know you, you. Would you like to run the ball? Taj's like, yep, ten yards, please. He's like, nope, just get back to me, coach. Just just get back to me. Just four yards, touchdown. Um, court. I mean, we talked about it early in the season. You got you got good running backs. Use them. And so Taj Brooks, I know, chom- chomping at the bit there. The fact that on that next drive, the Tech defense plays again really well. To hold them, to hold them, this this defense's red zone ability is phenomenally night and day with what we've experienced over the course of the past 10 years. Um, the fact that you held Houston within the 10 yards for four downs, on the third down, Houston could have tried to hand it off for a run. Toon, could, Toon, who supposedly can you know jog it out, could have tried for a run. But you know what? You forced him into a situation where they said, I'm going to pass the slant. You almost got the interception, but then they have a field goal. And the fact that, again, on that final drive, uh, Donovan Smith calls his own number, um, game. Suddenly we go from, wow, Donovan Smith sucks. Put in Morton. Where is Morton? We deserve Morton. Uh, to Donovan Smith, not even bothering with the noise and just getting the touchdown for you. And now you've defeated a top 25 team for the first time since 2019, right? Uh, at home. And wow. Yeah. I mean, do y'all remember Morton and the two get times we've seen him? <laughs> first of all, I mean, I'm sure Baron Morton will be, will be good when he gets his opportunity. But like, guys, if we're going to have a, a quarterback, we're going to have a QB one. We got to take the highs and the lows. Like, come on now. Let's all relax. Um, so, uh, and the best way to relax is to put on the coziest and comfiest things from home field apparel. That's right. Uh, last week, you know, home field apparel don't really got none from Murray State. So I ain't got nothing for you. But if you are a Houston fan, listen to this podcast because you like misery. Um, then home field got you covered. Homefield has you covered. All my tech people know that Homefield has us covered with some of the best, some of the most comfortable things that we could possibly have. Um, now I will say the Kook stuff is nice. The Kook stuff isn't bad. They got a five slam and t-shirt, um, on there. Uh, they got a hoodie. The hoodie ain't as clean as the tech hoodie, but it's a, it's a decent hoodie. Got the U of H logo on there, I guess. Um, and it got, it got, it has the Kook. They have a t-shirt with a nice little Kook roaring. Um, so. <laughs> you really <laughs> said that. I just, I said roaring. I did. I you did. Actually, no, my favorite U of H shirt. Wow. Actually, is the one with the uh, uh, their their hand sign and it has cougars on it. It's a pretty nice shirt, um, but nothing nothing is as good as the tech stuff. I'm sorry, Kook fans that listen to this. It ain't as good as what we got for tech on the tech selection, right? You got the best. The, I've already talked about it. The half basketball with Raider Red putting the guns up. Um, the the tortilla toss shirt that I own. Not to mention the crew neck and the hoodie. I know Jeremy owns the hoodie. Um, I got the crew neck. So it's it's definitely go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code TAKES12, whether you're a Kook fan or tech fan, TAKES12 to get 15% off your first order. So uh jeremy i mean what are your this game tech wins 33 to 30 um you know a game that multiple times felt like we we were gonna lose uh how do you feel what like what is your feeling about this game and how everything transpired you know i'm i'm kind of grieved about the offensive line situation it's really one of the first things i think about is that you know well we have still have a lot of season ahead of us and uh an already thin uh, offensive line is now feeling abysmally thin. Uh, but there, there are definitely some 
huge bright points for me. Number one, our defense. Our defense looked a lot more cohesive uh, this week against a very good Houston Cougars team who's going to probably, uh, and they were talking about it on the um, broadcast the whole time, it's going to be hard for them to lose a game for the rest of the season. Um, they're going to have to choose to lose that. Uh you know, this is uh, this defense is just is tremendous. I mean, so let me just give you some quick stats of like uh, you only gave up 266 yards in the air. That's a phenomenal win for your often abysmal Texas Tech defense. 88 yards rushing. We are continuing to press the issue with being a, a rushing defense. That is tremendous. Um, you actually did get up. You ended up getting a couple turnovers in the game. It says three. I only remember the two intercept the interception and the fumble. There was two interceptions or just the one? Yeah, there was so Yeah, ESPN's on drugs. There was I'm pretty sure yeah. there was only one. They they say DTD had two fumble recoveries, but I'm pretty sure only on one. So Yeah. Um so so whatever. Uh Donovan Smith. I know that this is a point of contention for people. Donovan Smith playing in this game, taking it like taking a punch to the mouth and then still finding a way to this team finding a way to win was a huge win for me. Uh, Joey McGuire in his first year, uh, there was a lot of growth in this game, right? A lot of growing pains. And Texas Tech fans, we were like, you know what? This is this is the same old, same old. Uh, apparently, Kenzie saw somebody with a fire Joey tweet. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> first of all, what's the matter with you? Um, I assume you, you that take... was in jest. I assume that was in jest. He <laughs> better be, bro. Um, but you take, you know, you take it... This is a game you should have lost. Like it was, it was snatching, uh, snatching victory from the jaws or whatever, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, and this felt like that. Uh, but you find a way to win, and so that's what I want to see from this team because we were com- like I was comparing specifically McGuire's first year with uh, Matt Rule's first year at Baylor. Um, you know, his 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 only job was to try to find a way to win. If we are looking at a win against Murray State and then saying. You should blow Houston out of the water. Um, you are, you are on drugs because that, this, these are two vastly different teams. And then next week, or this upcoming weekend, we're going to play an incredibly different team than Houston in uh, NC State, which we will be watching in person. Um, you know, we set out at the beginning of this season saying if you go two and one in non-con, that's a win. That's a huge win because that is the that gives you the ability to like play around with the bowl eligibility right and the the game is like the the conference is changing right in front of us uh Ewers goes out against Alabama he'll be out for a while uh Hudson Card beat up you know against Alabama he's not looking that hot either um NC State you know they just had a really good 55 whatever game but their first game against ECU rough um you know the landscape of this season is changing but we're two and one and non like we're two and oh in non-con um you have a really good game if you go 3-0, this is an incredible victory. If you lose that one, nobody was expecting you to win it in the beginning. But this is a much better Texas Tech team than I thought we would have earlier in the season. So I won't go that far because I did think Tech was going to beat Houston. Um, I will say that I, I, I had time to reflect. <laughs> I had time to reflect after the game. So after the game, I was pretty disappointed on the team. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, man, I can't believe we barely beat this Houston team. Um, this, that, and the other. Like, the second half just made me sick to my stomach. And then I had some time to think about it. And I was like, you know what? I What did I expect? <laughs> right? Like, Tech beat a, a decent Houston team. Like, they're not going to be ranked after next week, but they'll eventually fight their way back in the ranking because they'll be one of the better teams in the American Athletic. Um and you know took the, took their took multiple Houston punches, 
won the game at the end. Donovan Smith, that fourth and 20 was incredible. He played really good at the end uh, and there. And, and you know, I, I just really had time to reflect and say, you know what? Tech won. Tech won the game. And, and what did I want? Did I want them to lose? Like, Tech won the game. And so that's, that is what is actually um, a- actively important there. So, um, so a dub is a dub is a dub is a dub. I don't care if we win every game by three points. If we win, it, if we win the game, we win the game. Um, doesn't matter if you beat Murray State by three points, then back it up and beat Oklahoma by three points. They're both wins. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, I, I've definitely had time to reflect on that. So, um, I do feel better about it now, especially after watching the Texans tie. So, like, a win's better than that. I'll tell you that much. Um, ties are on, on ties are on American. First off, I will say that it's the most American thing I want to ever say. The ties are vastly un-American. The Revolutionary War was fought to end ties. That was really the real reason, right? The Boston Tie Party. Anyways, um, so a little, I'm gonna throw some stat, more stats out for you, Jeremy Donovan Smith. 351 yards in the day, two touchdowns, and those three picks that we've talked about. Todd Brooks, 18 carries for 80 yards. Miles um, Price, five carries for 78 yards. And you mentioned the defense holding the U of A to 266 yards passing. 120 of that was from Tank Dell. Move Tank Dell out of there. What? A, and actually, the other 54 yards was from their star running back, Brandon Campbell. Like, those two guys were the two guys that were killing us. Outside of those two, great job for, from the defense. I mean, great job overall. Uh, we didn't get take three turnovers, like you said, but we did get two. That's two more than we had last week. Um, and then, of course, Nehemiah Martinez, 76 yards and a touchdown. Duran Bradley, 50 yards himself. Um, defensive. So, that's the offensive stats. Jeremy, who is your offensive player of the game? That's tough, man. Um you know, I think, sheesh, let me, I'm going to have to rely on the stats for this one because, you know, throughout the game, you just feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, like immediately I wanted to say Nehemiah Martinez for having such kind of an explosive game, but he really only, it was really only those two, he had, you know, the touchdown reception uh, and, and, you know, one other play and that was kind of it, right? Um, or he had five receptions, there you go. Man. Is it weird to say Donovan Smith? He scored because the Donovan game winner. S- he scored He's- the game winner. And you know what? I-, I I can't see any way to give it to anybody. I mean, you get three inter- you get, you know, three interceptions and you still have the moxie to continue to play and you end up getting the you end up helping your team get the win there. Uh, man, you know, two really good decisions to run it, one to get us into field goal range, two to win the game. I- I'll give it to Donovan Smith. Great pick. Great pick. He did win the game. I can't give a guy that threw three interceptions to get player of the game, though. I'm going to give it to Nehemiah <laughs> Martinez. <laughs> Nehemiah Martinez had those two good plays. And, you know, sometimes, ask Hines Ward. Sometimes it's good enough to win the MVP, all right? <laughs> the game. It's just one big play. Uh, defensively, Krishan Merriweather with eight tackles. DTD, good game. Good good bounce back from last week's bad one. Had seven tackles and a pass deflection. Uh, Muddy Waters, like you said, six tackles. Um Kosey Eldred, six tackles and a sack. Uh, who is your play? Oh, and then, of course, Reggie Pearson with the interception. Who is your defensive player of the game? Kasai Eldridge, man. I think that Eldridge really established himself uh, in that middle level of the defense and had a lot of a pressure on uh, Clayton Toon, getting that sack, uh, but also getting you know tackled for loss later in the game. I just, you know, that was a name that we have not heard a lot of, and we were wondering, you know, who in this kind of second level of the defense is going to step up, you know, around Krishan uh, Merriweather. Eldridge, man. Eldridge had a really good game against Houston, and so I'm giving it to him. 
Damn you. That was my pick. <laughs> Kosey Eldridge. Yeah, man. It's, you know, a lot of times when I'm thinking of player of the game, I, I, I don't necessarily always just pick the guy that had the best game. A lot of times I think I pick the guy who played way above what we're expecting him to, right? Krishan Merriweather is supposed to lead the team in tackles. Not a surprise. Dajun Taylor Demerson is supposed to be a beast in the secondary. It's not a surprise. As is in Muddy Waters. Um, last week I said Philip Bleedy because he, I wasn't expecting him to ball out and he actually had a good game too, right? He had a tackle, a tackle and a half for loss and three tackles himself. Um, but yeah, Kosey Eldridge, I felt like I was seeing his jersey everywhere, right? Like, I feel like his game was so much bigger than what the stats say. He actually had he had an absolutely incredible game um, in this one, uh, balled out. And, and sometimes, again, stats don't say everything. He had zero Q, uh, going to ESPN and no QB hurries. That's a lie, right? Clayton Toon will tell you that's a lie. Number six was in his face multiple times. Um, and, and Brandon Campbell will say the same thing, as will Tazon Henry, who we didn't see after the first quarter. So, um yeah, it's just Kosi Eldridge, um, or Kosai, as their announcers wanted to call him 30,000 times for some weird reason. His name's Kosi. Kosi Eldridge had a, uh, uh, had an absolutely fantastic game and I hope to see more of it. Uh, so Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, yeah, that actually you brought up Tejon Henry. Um, he got waxed by Muddy Waters, and that was kind of the last we saw. You know, Muddy doing his thing. Um, no, super excited. I, I, you, we're 2-0. Um, Kansas is leading the conference right now for the Big 12. Just defeated West Virginia. Uh, Texas is not back. And um, Baylor, the 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 uh, the altercation, if you will, A-L-T-A-R. I saw our, our Daily Bears try to coin that. Uh, between Baylor and BYU did not disappoint. Um, man, what a Great weekend for football, and next weekend will also be pretty good as we head out to Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, for some barbecue. And uh, well, we'll see how the game goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three former Red Raiders on the right on the Cougar team: Alex Hogan, Kashawn Carter. And we talked about Tazon Henry. Feel bad for him. Back to back L's <laughs> against your former team. They were geared up like, all right, let's go, let's get it. Playing my former team, two L's. Alex Hogan actually did have a really good game for U of H. Uh, this pastime. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's absolutely a good week of football. Kansas is pretty good. I will say though, like, I know, I know fans aren't going to like this. I, I don't know if there's ever been a team more impressive in a loss than Texas was against Alabama. They played well. They played well. Um, and last but not least, uh, talk about me being a grump. Um, I, I have a rule. I don't like rushes for anything over a top 10 team. I didn't like what we did against TCU. Don't like it against Houston. Um, but I have been told that I'm just a grumpy old man and I should let the youths be the youths and let them have fun. And actually somebody did bring up a good point. Uh, pandemic. It's been a pandemic for the last, like a lot of these kids, all they know about their college life is being in a pandemic. And so they're outside. As New Yorkers would say, they're outside. So let them, let them have fun. Let them eat cake. And you know, so I, I, I respect that. That actually makes some sense. But Lord Jesus, please, let's not do it again. Like if we, if we beat <laughs> Kansas at home, like let's, like let's not rush ranked. the field. Yeah. No, rank top 10, Jeremy. Top 10. That is what is, that is the bar for rushing. That is the bar. All right. Uh, for Jeremy, the bar lower, this is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to Tortillas and Takes, the uh, part of the Big 1012 Network and the official podcast for Rare Sports. As always, stay racked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.